always good, everyone. This is your host, Deanna Kempel of Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. We've got someone who's got total boss babe energy. Like, let me tell you, just wait until we start talking. She is the founder, creator, and CEO for Tree Fan Events, a woman-led boutique event planning and production agency that is offering event production consultation, planning, experience, design, production management, and live streaming for live virtual and hybrid events. Please welcome Anka Trifon. Thank you, Anka, for being here tonight. We've already had such a fun conversation. I'm so excited for this. <laughs> Thank you. But you know what? I do come with a bunch of sound effects. So oh. I have to introduce myself properly with all my sound effects just because, well, what a pleasure it is to be here with you. Thank you so much for inviting me over. I do have to say I've been listening to some of your uh, episodes, prior episodes, and I've had a lot of fun with a few of the guests that you've had so far. So I've uh, I've had a kick out of, uh, um, I think it was Katie. She was like uh, one of the I guess that you were talking about a lover's fairy tale. Like she was like on fire. I love her. So yeah. anyway, whatever you are, Kitty, keep rocking. <laughs> not kiss, right? Yeah. She's like, she was awesome. She was a lot of fun. Like we had some great, like, like great chemistry and connection with recording. So yeah, I'm glad you like that one. It's always, yeah. interesting. it's always interesting to hear it, what my guests listen to when they, when they come on the show. So thank you for saying that. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I think sometimes, you know, you definitely go and pick, you know, based on the title and then you realize, oh, wait a second, actually, there's a few other things here that I connect with. So yeah, um, we were talking about a different episode, one of the latest ones uh, before we started the recording. <laughs> And that was with, I think, Joshua, she, I, I don't know if I'm yes. actually pronouncing that right, yeah. but it was very interesting because we were talking a little bit about addiction and what that looks like. And it, it can be taking all kinds of different looks for so many of us. And it might not be, you know, necessarily porn. It might not be alcohol. Although I do have to say, I have a Bud Light. Oh, just That's getting myself right, loose over right. here. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, well, it's after 6 p.m. Okay. It's after hours. This is happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like it. I where's my cocktail? No, no, no. Yeah, go get it. <laughs> like, um, so what I was thinking is, you know, many people maybe um, during the pandemic, especially at least myself, I felt like I struggled the most with working, overworking, and I did not. I mean, I kind of had an inkling about myself being, you know, a bit of a workaholic, right? But uh, working from home, having basically your office be on all the time, yeah. um, it brought on this realization, if I do not turn off the lights myself, I can work like 20 hours straight and do it all over again, right? Wow. So that can be an addiction in itself because yeah. it becomes where performance is so embedded into my identity that if I don't do, 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 then who am I anymore? Right. So uh, in my space, because I deal with a lot of event professionals, event planners, this has been a huge thing where um, they lost their identity in the process once COVID hit and they were not doing events anymore. Yeah. My happy story is that I was able to pivot transition super fast into you know virtual events because I come yeah. from a very heavy production background, but a lot of event planners, on the other hand, they did not have the same opportunity. So many of them, they were struggling at the yeah. core of their identity. Who are they anymore now that they don't have the performance you know, connected to who they are. And most event planners, they're kind of, you know, type A personality doers want to, you know, 
perfectionists. They just want to do things and want to do it well, right? So um, I've seen that happening a lot, you know, in the way how if you're not aware, that in itself, overwork can become an addiction. And we have to figure out a way to put boundaries around ourselves. Like for me, my biggest takeaway, even from this year, because, you know, this is a little bit of a time of reflection. I'm not sure when this will air, but if you're listening, we're recording in uh, December and uh, it's a time when you're kind of looking back. I'm like, I can't believe 2021 went by so fast. What, what are some of the takeaways? Like, what did I do? Right. What did I do? You know, I could do better. And for me, it was like, man, I'm looking at this year and I've hassled like, like a maniac. I put like a nuclear amount of energy into everything that I did. And one thing I didn't do well was rest. And then you start asking yourself, well, was the ROI (laughs) worth all that massive effort? And what are some of the things that you could do to set boundaries around yourself so that you can then look back next year and say, you know what? I did put in practice, (laughs) you know, whatever I learned from the prior year. Yeah. That's amazing though. Good for you for pivoting. I can totally tell the type A personality because I'm one too. (laughs) I did. I've done a couple events in my life and I'm very, I'm very, yeah. Like I want things to be a certain way, but that's a lot of work. That is a lot of work to do that. Like you are busting your ass. I mean, it's so great when it, at the end, when you get to see the end result, but that is a lot of work. Have you always been in event planning or is that something that you got into like just over time? Well, I've been in event productions, event plan uh, planning for about um, almost 20 years now, <laughs> half of my life. Really. <laughs> um, I, well, I'm originally from Romania for anyone that's sensing uh, an accent. And uh, I just learned that your fiance is Romanian. So yeah. that was like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. Romanians we gotta stick together. That's right. Um, That's right. Oh, I'm, I'm considered- so you're by by association, you're a Romanian. Yeah. So you're <laughs> yeah. my sister. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I think we could have a lot of fun together, sis. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So to answer your question, actually, I started in radio like back in uh, high school and college. That's how I kind of supported myself because I come from a large family. If you're from Romania, you know that you come from a large family. It's just a given. And um, I supported myself, you know, in, in school um, being a radio DJ. So um, when I got to US, because I mean, super long story short, that was my dream, my goal, my plan. Since I was like 14, I had this picture of a Statue of Liberty. I was going to make it to US and I had to figure out how that was going to happen. So it involved a lot of fundraising. I think I started fundraising at 14. <laughs> I don't know. Like as early as possible. I was literally selling CDs, illegal CDs, whatever I could get my hands on to make some money. So I got to US and then one thing that struck me the most was when one, I had an accent and I was not going to be in radio because I had this insecurity about it at, oh. at the time. Two, I didn't think about uh, you know starting a podcast because that could have been like pretty well up the charts by now. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, okay, what's one thing that I'm actually still passionate about since I can do those things that uh, I really love doing. 
And one of those things was um, audio engineering. So I started like, okay, pursuing that as a career, as education. I went to school as for us to be, you know, sound engineer to get my degrees and then started working um, at a production a company uh, down in LA and just uh, learn my way up from coiling cables all the way up to starting to um, get actual real gigs where I was mixing A1 for a lot of A-liners. So that was super fun. Um, and eventually I transferred into corporate world, corporate events, which was, you know, very interesting because I'm a rock star at heart. Putting a suit over like that is like trying to dress a wolf <laughs> in a sheep's clothing, right? So, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm telling you, the first year when I got into corporate events, I was like, this world like sucks. <laughs> this is so boring. I'm going to die. My soul is going to die. I might as well put myself into the grave, put a cross over it, and I'm done for. I, eventually, I embraced it and I became really good at it, you know, because I transferred from being like a technician, a sound engineer, like basically yeah. behind the scenes person that doesn't talk to the client, you know, like just hide all the tech guys because most likely they're going to be short and they're going to cut to the point and they're just not people's person that basically yeah. is still very much true you know in our um uh, industry so i became the front person became the planner and yeah. I, I i'm i'm i still remember one of those meetings where i was like terrified to just go and meet a person that was going to be the client and open yeah. my mouth and not knowing how am i going to talk to them like uh like do i even like how am i going to sound smart basically right right right, right. i get it so it was a process to because I was also an introvert. Like what's funny about me when you see and me now and talk to me now, you're like, there's no hack in heaven or earth that you were an introvert ever yeah. in your life. Yeah. Well, I was. I was very much, I come from a developing country. I was very much, you know, oppressed in so many ways. Fear is a huge part of our DNA, living in fear under communism and all the things, right? So yeah. I had like huge baggage that I carry with me for a long time. And I had to unload like one piece of like, you know, emotion and memory and go back and therapy <laughs> paid for itself <laughs> just to unload a lot of that because I would have all this, you know, uh, extra weight that I kept carrying with myself. I'm like, where is all this emotion and all this, like, uh, you know, maybe bursts of anger coming from, yeah, you know? Yeah. So you got to dig deep, go back and figure out like, okay, yes, I did have a hard childhood, but really, why am I so angry right now? Yeah. <laughs> so you need to put name to those emotions. So anyway, I got, you know, into corporate events where everything is like super uptight and, yeah. and proper. And I'm like, I am not a proper person. And I'm just, <laughs> I don't know how this is going to work out, you know, I uh, eventually embraced it and it paid way better than, you know, being a rock star. I can say that much. <laughs> the event, events are a little less, you know, exciting, but they're also, you know, um, well, way better paid. Uh, yeah. The hours are more manageable. So it was perfect recipe for starting a family because I was at that point in my life where I'm like, well, it was fun, you know, to do all, all those things. But now it's time to settle down, have a family, you know, and then, oh, you know, start your business. So yeah. 
sort of like that's kind of the genesis of like my upbringing into events and then of course everything was rosy and nice until covid happened and then you start realizing that you have to reinvent yourself yet again and what does that look like and i know for myself as much as i was you know very accustomed with the uh, event productions with technology i still have a moment of like freak out i'm like oh my gosh like what am i gonna do now like yeah. go sell cars I don't know. <laughs> Should have started maybe selling like, you know, medical devices and medical whatever in the middle of a pandemic. We've been so rich by now. <laughs> Probably. Hey, Dad, how you been? What's going on? Well, uh, not too much. Spring cleaning time. Well, did you weed whack? Did you get the carpets clean? I know, I know mom's all about that, so I, I want to make sure we're ready to go. Well, yeah, uh, I got the gutters clean. That's about it. That's it? Well, when I said we whack and all that in the carpet, I kind of meant like the Manscape 4.0. It's a little more personal. I understand. Yeah, it works oh, I, awesome. Have you tried this? I have tried it, and it works wonders. It really oh, does. Yeah. Okay. This is pretty cool. And uh, see, it comes with uh, with an LED light, and I, I understand it's waterproof. It is waterproof. It works well. I tried it. You know, I mean, uh, it's a good product. It's a great product. I've tried other ones, and they're just so noisy and. And it's they don't uh, they don't cut very well. Wow, that's really good, Mike. Where do we get this? Well, you know you can get it at Manscape.com. Uh, and while you're at Manscape.com, you know that we got a code, so we get cheaper. Really? Yeah. What what kind of a discount can we get? We can get it at Label Free 20, and it gives you 20% off the product, and it gives us free shipping. And uh, you know I've tried some of the other products there because they got these all new premier products. Um, like this here, it's for your, it's a deodorant. Now is it for underarm or other places or? Made it, you know, I tried, but it's for the underarm. Okay. That's, that's, that's where it's at. And you can also get it at uh, manscaped.com. Same code, we're using the code again. Label, Label free 20. Label free 20. 20. Off and free shipping. Free shipping. Well. I mean, how can you go wrong with that, right? Wonderful. So how did you, and how long did it take you to really um, just kind of change directions and just get a little bit more, uh, um adaptable to to what was happening with covid i'll tell you three days <laughs> oh good for you <laughs> no we were forced to so um i think uh let me think the dates so it was on march 16 we were gonna have a huge in person huge i mean 600 people people person in a ballroom gala it was gonna be fun it's like one of the yearly galas that we do for a large organization uh, in portland oregon and uh at the time i think he was that was going to be on, on a saturday on thursday governor uh, brown came out and say okay we can continue this way we're going to actually limit all gatherings to 50 people in person and all the regulations and the restrictions started um just compounding and that was when we're like okay uh we've got like three days to turn this into something else yeah. um so it's like flying an airplane as you're putting the wings on and trying to figure out if this is going to work so again live streaming has not necessarily been new it's been around for years i live stream my own wedding because my family was still in uh, romania and parts of my family was also in spain and they couldn't come they didn't get their visa so yeah. i actually had to figure out this was in 2009 how to live stream my wedding so a virtual event has to have a live stream right so basically right. our first initial virtual event was had a, a 
two things um, working for it. One, we had to have an auction uh, software that was going to be digital. So for people to be able to um, um, have their silent auction, but also the live auction, a way to bid and a way mm -hmm. to buy packages. So that was one part of the technology. The other one was uh, having a studio and having the live stream and having a solid team to be able to produce that. Yeah. And then we came up with the packaging. Okay, so this has to be, where are we going to stream this? Well, we need a landing page. We need a website. Oh, what else do we need? We need some marketing. Oh, we need to make this look pretty a little bit to brand it to the event. So all of that literally happened like in three days time. It was wow. a little crazy because I mean, we're, um, and it wasn't just me. It was like a team of people at this point. It was the event planner. It was the uh, organization's event planner. It was the, um, the production house. I mean, all of us were like in it, like just worked yeah. our, you know, selves into like, okay, but the good news out of that came, we raised over $650,000 that one virtual event. And wow. that's when we're like, wait a second, this could actually be something, right? Yeah. So 2020 brought an onslaught of fundraising galas that was really my main, you know, butter and bread and butter, whatever, how you say that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I know it's like, I always like reverse things That's in Romanian. Okay. You say it differently. You say it yeah. like the opposite. And then I come and it's like, that did not sound at all like I got I had it. In my... we, we got it. Thank <laughs> you. Okay. So I got to plus myself. <laughs> thank you thank you thank you so it. after all of that we're like okay now we're going to create a plan we're going to create a package we're going to uh, create this um recipe for all the other events and try to talk to our clients and see if they want to actually take on to uh yeah. pivoting right so a lot of the i guess spring uh of 2020 has been a virtual event trying to convince our clients because i mean everybody was sort of like in a state of shock right like yeah. well we can find raise we can support our mission we can uh run our organization anymore we got to lay off a bunch of people what are we going to do right so that was just providing a solution to the nonprofit sector with something that they could run with and fundraise still um and you know for many people they were like well that's gross like nobody wants to do virtual events you know and we have this conversation like 20 months into the pandemic now. Well, the reality is yes, but because you don't want to put a little bit of work into it, or you're not talking about starting the planning early enough. Like you're just going right. to think that, oh, it's going to, obviously that was an exception to pull an event like that in three days time. It was exceptional, but it was also the exception. We yeah. can't expect for that to happen nowadays. Right. right. So you got to put a little, I mean, first off the, market is saturated, oversaturated with virtual events, yeah. right? Yeah. So Nowadays. you're not going to get as many eyes on screen as we did in the beginning. People are not going to open their wallets at the same rate as they did in the beginning. So yeah. now you have to figure out how do we make this package more attractive to uh, all the people that we want to reach, right? So there's yeah. a lot of marketing that goes into it. There's a lot of strategy. There's a lot of like questioning. Are we, is it even, is it even worth it to do this event as you know virtual or hybrid because now we're going more into a hybrid setup right yeah and there's a whole different discussion just about the hybrid about the production technology behind it because there's so many things that could go wrong i mean i've experienced a few things myself with you know having the wrong thing for the right uh, event or the right event and it was just not the right uh, match with you know the technology and all those things because we are also uh on top of that, we're looking at this uh, uh, labor shortage and we're looking yeah. at yep. uh, the 
things that used to cost this much. Like I have yeah, clients come to me with budgets from 2018 and 2019 and they're like, there's no way you're going to actually yeah. do a hybrid event in 2022 with the budget that you used to have in 2018 or 2019. Yeah. Like we need to look at this and see what's important to you. And then, um, change a little bit the strategy if you can't get everything like if you can't get the pie uh, or the cake and eat it like what's important like what should we keep then you know yeah. yeah wow you've gone through a lot where can people find you so if anybody's out there listening and wants to reach out to anka in regards to an event or just get some tips if you are an event planner yourself where can people find you anka well, a couple of things. I have my company, Trifan Events, and the website is trifanevents.com, T-R-E-E-F-A-N, events.com. And I, I hope it's, you know, maybe going to be in the episode notes. But I also have a, a podcast that I host, which is called Events Demystified. And it's a tactical podcast packed with tips, tools, strategies for anyone either beginning a beginner or pro in the event industry. And for the last two years, um, I've got to interview a lot of cool people, event professionals, local, national, global, and just discuss events. And if you want to learn more, probably that's the best free tool that you can get yourself on. Just listen to that and learn a thing or two about what's the best strategy for you if you're planning an event in 2022 and uh, and, and go from there. Um, personally, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Anka Trifan, and I spell my name differently than I, you know, than my company name, but it's all a play on sounds yes. <laughs> so my last name is t-r-i-f-a-n but uh, it's pronounced in romanian trifan so that's how the company name is trifan events but it's spelled as trifan <laughs> mm -hmm. it probably makes it easier for people but i will definitely put all those links in the show notes um and so before we say goodbye i mean i would love to talk to you about a lot more stuff in your bio so we might have to have a part two but i always like to ask my guests for any last words of wisdom or advice to leave with the audience what would you like to impart with them before we say goodbye today just something that i learned uh, myself um of the fact that it's um it's okay to give yourself space to uh breathe and especially in the midst of all the craziness that we've we've been through um having room to be creative and ideate and come up with maybe a new strategy or come up with something new for yourself for 2022 uh, it's okay to create that space for yourself i know i struggle the most with wanting to do everything and then by the time i'm done with doing everything there's no more space left for me to actually be creative and mm -hmm. that is like the death of me because i am a creative person and i i just thrive in that creative process but if i don't allow myself space to do it then it's not going to create itself for, for yeah. sure no i hear that yeah i can definitely relate to that well thank you for sharing that thank you for being a guest anka what are you gonna thank say? you. Uh, I just was going to say that if anybody wants to reach out to me, um, I have um, uh, I want to extend like a, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minute free session strategy to all the listeners that uh, want to maybe learn more about what they can do about their events coming up, uh, you know, next year, next spring, next season, whatever you're working on. And um, we can put that in the um, episode notes. I'll, I'll send you the link so they can just um, schedule a consultation free, you know, just to ideate to you know learn something or maybe you just want a little bit of direction on like what should we do you know 
I love that. That's awesome. Thank you very much for that. And I will definitely put that in like in quotations, free session. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, everybody could use something free just to give them a little bit of an idea, like, okay, what would work for me? Like maybe, maybe they have a question about event platforms. I mean, there's a million event platforms right now, you know, when it comes to events, it's like, yeah. what's the right, you know, platform for me. So, um, and that is very much a customized type of conversation because it depends so much on what you're trying to do and what type of events you're working on and all of that. I actually have some people I'm going to introduce you to, but I'll tell you that offline. But, okay, uh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This was fantastic. The time just went by so fast, just know, like 2021. <laughs> I know. We had so much fun chatting. Uh, you guys, this is your host, Deanna Kempel of Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share, follow, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.